Mm-hmm. What? Yep. Heck yeah. Chili's is my favorite restaurant. And why is that? Don't even get me started. There is so much to love about Chili's. Talk about the appetizers, Southwest Fair Girls, best thing you can ever have. <laughs> um, and then their entrees, impeccable. You have your triple dipper with the big mouth bite. And then you get more Southwestern Egg Rolls. Who can say no to that? But then they also have the spicy shrimp tacos and the Cajun pasta and the bacon ranch quesadillas. But then you talk about dessert, the molten chocolate lava cake. That is the best thing you can ever have as a dessert. But then they also have the best drink ever, which is a mango iced tea. I highly recommend. You should try it. It's so good. You're clearly very passionate about this. Go Chili's. Hi everyone, it's Ozzy. What's up guys, it's a beer, and welcome to another episode of Hot Chocolate. The podcast where we talk about whatever we want to talk about every single week. Um, and we're gonna once again start with our question of the week. And that is gonna be something you want to do that you haven't done yet. Let us know, Ozzy. I want to shave my head one day. I've uh, been there, done that. Um, I want to go skydiving. Cool, that's a basic one, but I also want to do that. Let's do it together. If you have any questions or answers for us, please remember to send them to hotchocolatepod at gmail.com. We are awaiting your responses in the emails, so please do that. Please get on that. Thank you. Love you guys. Thank you, guys. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the American education system. Um, not perfect, but better than a lot of other places. So we're going to be talking about what we think is good about it, what we think is bad about it, and everything in between. Of course, we're not always right. These are just our opinions. Mostly we're right. Mostly I'm right. but Mostly Abir is right. Right. <laughs> but anyways... Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is this focus on grades in school. And, like, since – I want to say maybe – I don't know. When did we start doing the, the five-point system? Do you remember the five, four, three, two, one? Does that mean, like, elementary school? What does that mean? Like, GPA? No, I don't – I had this in fifth grade where we didn't have grades, but we would get uh, five, four, three, two, or one in a class. And it wasn't, like, just based on, like, homework, but it was also based on, like, your behavior and stuff. I think it started in fifth grade. I don't remember if you had this, too. Or I don't know if you had this, too. Uh, honestly, I might have, and I, I don't really remember. Maybe. Besides the point, um, just this focus on grades and getting good grades versus actually learning the material. Um, what do you think of beer? This is a tough one. I, I wouldn't say there's a yes or no answer to this. I think grades have their merits. I think they are good for motivation, while the, the motivation might be more of, like, fear it's still motivation um but then again do you really need them i don't know like it's hard to imagine a system without grades i agree i think yes they're good for motivation in a way but at the end of the day i mean we've all crammed for tests and i mean a lot of i would honestly just admit that i've crammed for most of my tests i think versus actually learning for them and that's, I think, a big 
byproduct of this, like getting great, good grades versus actually learning this whole system that we have. And that's obviously not good for retaining information. You don't go through school to get good grades. Hopefully you go through school to learn stuff. And that's the point of our education system. So, I mean, are we really fulfilling the purpose of what education is for when we're forced to get good grades? Are we, our only motivation is to get good grades? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, grades, you can have, you can want to have good grades and you can want to learn. Those aren't mutually exclusive. So I don't think grades are really stopping you from, uh, learning the material. That's not like, like if you want to learn it, you can, I mean, you can cram if you want to, but if at least grades, you're at least cramming it. You might not do anything if you don't have grades, right? That's fair. I don't think we should get rid of grades. Um, I don't know what, Honestly, I feel like most of this episode's not going to be us, like, finding solutions to these problems. It's going to be a lot of listing problems, which isn't great. But I don't know what the perfect solution to this is. I just – I know that – I don't think getting rid of grades as a whole would work in our society when really – like, I think that for everyone, short-term success and short-term happiness and short-term benefits are our biggest motivation. So I don't think that grades – without grades, education system – the education system would work. But I don't know. I mean, how important do you think grades actually are? Like, not only, like, to oneself, but also, like, just their future. Do you think it plays an important role? Uh, do you mean, like, for, as far as, like, getting, going to college, getting, getting into college in that path? Or what do you mean, this future? Yeah, yeah, that. Or, but also just, like. I mean, yeah, I think that is, like, the holistic view of the college admissions process. Grades are a big part of that. And do you think that's a bad thing or? I think this kind of kind of leads into our next topic. But I mean, how do you get a good grade in a class? You get a good grade on a test or I mean, some grades, I guess, are homework. Some classes focus on homework, but most classes in high school, especially in college, are focused on tests. And for people that are bad test takers, um, it's not really fair that their grades are used to get admission into college or are like a part of this when really all the grades are dependent on is how good of a test taker you are and if you don't have the skill which is like a lot of people don't have the skill um you're at an immediate disadvantage in the education system yeah um that's a hard one i don't know like what does it mean to be a bad test taker like is that a skill or is that like an innate thing like do you learn that I know that some people have like anxiety when they start taking tests, they just get really anxious and they can't focus or, or maybe not even like some people have like ADD and they can't focus or they get really anxious, like test anxiety is a thing. I think there's a lot of different cases of it, but being able to sit down and take a test, I think, and focus and not freak out is definitely a skill, I think, and a really helpful skill in our education system that is, I think, too heavily emphasized, honestly. So do you think... um we should like teach people how to take tests like how to deal with these uh issues that they might be dealing with or do you think we should like change the system of testing yeah again i don't know the perfect solution to this i don't know if the issue is teaching someone how to take a test or maybe it is maybe it's like how do you deal with anxiety and add and how do you cope with that but without tests again there's no way for teachers to like no if we're learning in class so i think they are necessary but i don't know i don't have a solution to that do you have anything else to say abir um yeah um i i don't know i think the best way of 
doing it would maybe be to like teach people how to take tests because I don't see any way around getting rid of tests and I think tests have merit so in order to like mitigate the problem with them the like teaching them teaching other people about taking tests could be the best way I I don't really have anything else in mind that would be better that's something we don't really do yeah, I don't see how that... I don't know. Like, t- teaching them how to take a test, that doesn't seem like... Maybe just because I'm not used to the idea, but I don't understand how that would be helpful or what you would teach someone. I, I don't know exactly how it would go, but I think there's definitely strategies to it, and there's definitely things that can help. Yeah, just about that. I think, in general, um, American education system is very... It's very one-size-fits-all, Um I mean, like, not even, like, at the, I guess, extreme level of bad test taking and that kind of thing, but also, like, people that are more auditory learners or visual learners. I mean, I don't think our school system does, like, a job of accommodating to all these different types of learning, like, learning practices. I don't know. Um, And not just that, but also people with autism or disabilities or even ADD or anxiety. I don't think our school system does a really great job with accommodating to that either. And it's a very one-size-fits-all approach. When students are so different and people are so different, it's hard. Like, I've been getting the same education as my peers for pretty much my whole, I feel like, my whole life. And I don't think that's really great at all. Um, yeah, I don't, I guess that's not a problem with the system. But I think more so this is just, like, a limitation just, like, resource-wise. Because it's not, I wouldn't say, like, how would you, would you split it up, like, there's yeah. only, like, teachers, they're underpaid, as we all know. And, like, that would just be, it'd be really difficult. Like, so I think the only way to really fix that problem would be to put more into the education system. But maybe you can take an entirely different approach. I think Montessori schools are somewhat oriented towards more, like, independent learning. Mm-hmm. And therefore, people can, like, do what works best for them and i think another thing with that like with separating people based on how they learn is also like isolating specific groups that just creates i think superiority and inferiority complexes all around um so that's also not a great thing to do again i don't know the perfect solution to this but i just think it's an issue that i think school the education system is really set out for one specific type of student to succeed um and to come out on top um yeah i think there is like in some cases definitely not all but there is some sort of adaptability to this like i think some people might naturally definitely be better at learning in what in one like type but um i think you can learn to learn as like a different through a different like medium this is kind of a tangent but i think also how we define smartness or how people if people are smarter than someone else is really if they do well in school or not or if they're cut out for school i think which i think is really interesting because i think there's like different types of smart like being street smart um being like emotionally intelligent there's a lot of different types of intelligence but we don't really take that into account i feel like it's very like the people that we consider to be smart are most likely the people that do well in school and get good grades and yeah what do you think about that? Uh, I think that's definitely true. Um, 
smart it's like it's like a difficult term i mean when you hear smart you you think like you think when it comes to like education like you said um so i wouldn't say that it's like disregarded like all those other things i think those other like skills and abilities are taken into account but i don't think we just like put it into the conventional term of smart i agree moving along um we're going to talk about test scores and what do they actually measure or do they actually measure anything and what is their do they have merit as a beer likes to use that word a lot good word (laughs) um so i'm specifically thinking about standardized tests Mm -hmm. like sats and acts there's there's the classic debate is it is are they a good thing because you know they they do provide some sort of standard but also they're also unequal and unbalanced because some people have more resources than others Mm -hmm. um and whether or not they should be um accounted for in the college process i don't know do you have any thoughts yeah again this is i think like the one size fits all thing this is really the sat and act is cut out for people that are good at taking tests and good at pacing themselves and really doesn't even have to do with honestly like your knowledge it just has to do it just has to do with taking the test well but again if we didn't have and money yeah 100 percent um being able to pay for test prep or even the test itself is really expensive um and being able to pay for test prep and being able to pay for taking the test a couple times is definitely adds up um as well as like but also if we didn't have the SAT or ACT I think then it would like come down to I think extracurriculars I mean this is all in like the perspective of college I guess since this is all for college which is kind of sad but then it comes down to like your essays your extracurriculars and like your grades which also isn't a fair merit or fair like standard for everyone because obviously people have different opportunities and different socioeconomic uh, situations that account for that so there's i don't know there's no perfect solution and i think another thing with test scores is that a lot of times that's how it's used to uh they're used to like allocate funding for districts and different school systems which i think just leads to this positive feedback loop where students that do better get more funding and then obviously they're going to continue doing better schools that have that aren't in as, as good of a circumstance and don't have as much funding are not going to do as well. And it just leads to this positive feedback loop where some schools are doing amazing and are just manufacturing these students that are great test takers and get into great schools, whatever. And then some students, some schools just kind of fall behind and they are ignored by our education system. Yeah, that's definitely another problem that we have. Um, I, yeah, I don't honestly, I don't know too much about this topic especially when it comes to other countries because that would definitely help to know like what we're doing wrong and what we're doing right i guess as the u.s i know um i mean i kind of have india as a comparison but i know that in india like i don't know if this is like a education thing but this is just a societal standard that like pretty much the only two majors i guess there are like engineering or medical not really anymore. I think it's expanded to more, but especially like a couple years ago, which is those two majors. But I think our I think our country does a lot better of a job with providing more opportunities for students and for allowing them to explore their interests. 
Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that also begs the question: like, should people, um, should be should people be forced to listen or to take classes that they don't want to? Like, if I am not gonna do anything related to English or history in the future, should I have to take it in like twelfth grade? Is that does it even matter at that point? I think yes, because you learn skills from English that aren't just like learning about Shakespeare, learning about specific, um, like a specific, I guess, writers. But I mean, I've like an example of an assignment we did in English last year. We wrote like a speech. We had to memorize it and say it. And I think everyone hated the assignment, but it's really helpful and it's good to have public speaking skills. So I think that these classes, although the material might not be useful to you, the skills that you learn along the way are very useful. Um, but also I think that you don't know, like in 12th grade, like how do how are you dead set? How do you know for sure you're never going to explore English ever again? Like, I mean, some people are, I guess, but it's hard to know forever. You're never going to come back to English, never going to maybe major in it or whatever you decide to explore in English. Yeah, I agree with the skills part of that for sure. Um, I, I think it's important, but, um, do you think like 12th grade is like a, good cutoff to that i guess some colleges might require you to have like uh like certain require like academic requirements to take more diverse classes but other places won't so like do you think like high school and high school is that a good place to like start picking what you want to do um i don't know at least for me i don't feel very like I don't feel very dead set on my future at all I think I'm very open but also I mean your brain isn't fully developed at all at 18 so I honestly don't know but it's also really expensive like if you decide to go in one major and like most students end up changing their major whatever that is but it's really expensive to have to change your major and then you take a bunch of classes and if maybe you have to take like another year of school or something like that, whatever your situation ends up being, changing, switching your path doesn't come, isn't that easy, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. I think, I think this is, the system is honestly as ideal as it could think of it to be. I don't know what I would change. I couldn't think of anything I would change. I think I would change a couple of things but i just don't know what would replace them and make it a better system which is just really complicated the world is a very complicated place because there are pros and cons to everything it's not black and white a lot of gray area for sure and again we don't have the answers to any of these questions and we haven't really ended on a satisfying conclusion oh i have a satisfying conclusion i'm glad that I live in the U.S. with all of its problems and all of its issues. And I'm glad that I'm able to attend the school that I'm able to um, live in the area that I'm able to, and I'm very privileged in that sense. Me too. <laughs> That's not that satisfying, but some kind of conclusion. That's right. And speaking of conclusions, uh, this is the end of 2020. This is the last podcast of the year. And we just want to say, Thank you for making this the best year of our lives, just because of the <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. We have had such a fun time with you on the past almost six episodes now, including this episode. 
So we've had a lot of fun with you. Thanks for sticking around. Um, have a happy holidays, of course. Um, we hope to see you next year with all of our new podcast episodes and material. We're super excited to be. We have we have a couple of secret projects that we can't talk about. Some things under the wraps. Exciting things coming. Stay tuned. Um, also, our listeners are kind of dropping, so if you guys don't mind, <laughs> tell your friends, tell your family, tell your <laughs> tell your neighbors. It's been a know. steady decrease. Let's just say that. But to all of our loyal listeners, thank you. All 10, 16, 20, up there. More than that. Yeah, either way. Either, if you're listening to this, we love you. Thanks, guys. We love you. Happy New Year. Bye.